I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric at home of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. It is a Friday. Pooh is in the co-host chair, and our guest today is one of my favorite ESPN personalities, Stanford Steve. Steve, how are you doing today? Excellent, fellas. I really appreciate you having me on, man. It's uh, it's that time of year. Uh, a lot of stakes are, are getting high on the field. Um, so uh, I, I'm really pumped. I appreciate you guys thinking of me. Pooh, I don't know. Before we get into the uh, to the gambling, I don't know if you saw this or not. It's a 25-year anniversary of Camp Low dropping Lucini, one of my favorite songs. Did they? I saw this today. I don't know if you knew this. You always know everything, so I won't be surprised. But uh, Biggie and, uh, and Hove had tried to get that beat first. And uh, I don't know how they ended up with it. Uh, I, I didn't know Biggie did, but uh, I know uh, Jay-Z did because Ski Beats, who produced, I believe he produced the entire album, um, was also working with Jay-Z at the time. He worked on his first album. So uh, that was, that's definitely something Jay-Z wanted. Jay-Z tried to get a couple beats that he didn't end up getting his hands on, but that <laughs> that, that Lucini song was definitely one of, or the beat was definitely one of them. Steve, I'm curious when you guys started way back with uh, SBP and Rosillo, one of the big things was the intro and outro. Yeah. It was a lot of 90s hip hop, which we, the three of us grew up with. Whose idea was that? How, what was kind of the genesis of that idea? Wow. Uh, I'd have to, I mean, Scott, it was Scott's show. And that was one of the things Scott had recommended. Um, I came in a little after it. You know, Scott had started the solo thing where he had different co-hosts. Then he wanted Rosillo to come in. And then I had worked with Ryan and established a, re- a relationship with Scott. And it's amazing. You know, Scott's a little older than us. And then Ryan's a little older than myself. But everybody was into early early 90s uh, hip hop. You know, I grew outside, I grew upside right outside, or grew up right outside New Haven, uh, Connecticut. So New York City was there. Uh, high school, um, you know, I think the, the uh, was it 19 year or, or no, now we're at, yeah, 19 year anniversary of Wu-Tang 36 Chambers has just come out. Uh, I just started reading that book, which is absolutely incredible. Um, telling the story of, of how all that came together with all nine guys and lasting how long they did. Um, but try, I mean, we were huge tribe guys. Uh, I got to got to uh, hang out with Fife before he passed and it was a shame we we really had a plan for him to be a part uh, more of, of our stuff um and and you know he tragically passed away uh but all those guys we've fortunate to have Rakim come in studio and that probably Scott's favorite is is Rakim uh and Ryan and I you know uh sort of go towards the tribe side so um it it, it was just a blend of of Scott having a huge uh, basis of music and him literally coming in and the first few days of bringing his phone in and, and us just taking it and putting it in the system. And it's a, it's a fine line. Like that's where I tried to get in there was, you know, everybody has rejoin, we call rejoin music. Right. And you always, you want the best part of the music to pop, you know, and when you're coming into the segment to, to give the guys a little, a little more energy uh, on that radio show when they're just looking at, you know, this is before radio shows were on TV, but just anything to give them a little bit more energy and uh, even if they saw my head bobbing on the other side of the glass. So 
it was a uh, a collaboration. You know, that's that, that's the word everybody uses when they get together. So it was uh, it was it was really cool, and uh, I appreciate you bringing that up because it was something that we put a lot of work into, and that we really thought brought a vibe to the show. And um, it was it was some good times, man. Remembering back on that. Nice. You've been in DC how long now? Two years? Almost two years. Almost about eight about eighteen months. Yeah. And when do you guys? Is it all live there at the uh, midnight hour? Are oh you yeah. Guys recording ahead of time, so it's all right there. Oh in, yeah. Live in action. Oh yeah. We had the. We were pretty fortunate. The other night, I think it was Tuesday night. To uh, have to, we were the, called the re-air show, so we have to wait till everything's over. And little do we know, Rafael Nadal goes five sets over in Australia. So we. Uh, I think I pulled in my driveway about four four fifteen a.m. But. That's part of the gig, man. You're the night show, and you got to make everything's everything's good for when people wake up. So um, we got by. You know that's going to be over this week. So we always look at the untimed events uh, as a night closing show. Uh, we got baseball on the horizon, which always makes people a little bit hesitant. But we like the sports to have a clock on them. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I, I want to know how, how did you get into the betting side? Um, or, or tell the people how you really got dug into the betting side. I mean, we, we, we're all sports fans here, yeah. but when you get into that betting side, you you know, that takes it up another notch of five. Yeah, it was, uh, it was some part of my upbringing. My uncles were always doing it. Um, you know, uh, you know, who's, it was a race to the newspaper to, to get the, you know, the morning line to see the lines on the games. Uh, so I always had a, an idea of it, you know, um, and then getting out of college, coming back home to Connecticut, it was, you know, my friends now were mostly had, all had jobs and they had money and, you know, we're all getting together to watch the games and who's taking what. And I just always was watching a game and I knew the line, um, if that makes any sense to you. I think it's a different perspective. Uh, but then you also, uh, I get in the ESPN and I'm trying to, you know, make some make some moves here and there and people aren't really – uh, caught up on, on the betting aspect and I'm trying to you know explain you know the majority of viewers of games are gamblers you know the gamblers are the ones staying up till one o'clock on a Tuesday night to watch those West Coast college basketball games and it just became a part I don't want to say part of the narrative but it just became a part of our discussion um, you know I, I produce Ryan on the college game day um, radio show so that was every Saturday we would travel with college game day to various you know college um, uh, football games. And during the week, Ryan hosted the show with Scott and that's where I, I came in. So it literally, you know, lines would come out early in the week and Scott and I and Ryan would just, you know, start kicking it back and forth. What do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And, um, you know, it was, it was a part of uh, Chad Millman who was in charge of com, who really uh, was a listener to the show and, and respected what I thought. And he gave me a chance. I went on his podcast. That was college football gambling and then that turned into Chris Felica the bear from college game day and I starting a podcast uh that that basically just talked lines uh, of college football so it's um it's obviously growing it's everywhere I think people are getting annoyed with how much it is in commercials now but I think it's going to stay that way until it's legalized everywhere I mean every every month you see the numbers that New Jersey I, I mean I, I see it because they put it out the first of every month of what they made the month before. And I'm here in, uh, I live in Maryland and Virginia has it and New Jersey has it. And Maryland's just sitting there. I can't imagine just looking at the numbers, knowing what the money that could be 
taken in. So, like I said, I think the advertising gets to people that aren't into it a little bit, but it's not going to it's not going to stop because there's plenty of money there um, to be made, and um, I, it's 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 here. It, it, it's it's blown up, and it's been it's been a, 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 a I've been really fortunate to be part of the timing of it all as ESPN has embraced it too, and being along with Scott and the Bad Beats and all that. So it's uh, it's taken out of a life of its own, that's for sure, with social media especially. Um, what, what, what they do, do, do they consider the National Harbor DC like what the MGM is over there? Yeah, I would think so. Is okay, I it's, it's weird. I know it's like right across the bridge from Virginia, yeah, but it's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You won't, well, yeah. DC has their own with Caesars now in William Hill, um, but you got to be in there. And then when you're in DC, it blocks everything out. So like everything's off your IP address or your phone. So it's, it's, but like I live in Potomac. So as soon as I go over the bridge into Virginia, you know, it's five minutes. I can, I can fire up the DraftKings app, Barstool app. Uh, that's, the, that's the craziest thing it's about crazy. it, right? Is that but I am getting a little Virginia. tired of having to drive over the bridge. I want to be able to do it in my house. <laughs> I know. It's crazy because I, well, I was up there visiting family like a couple months ago. I set up the account. And, you know, as soon as you leave Virginia, you can't. This one was on FanDuel. Yeah. You can't use it anymore. So I got to call up my brother and have him <laughs> log on to the account to place my wages from North Carolina. It's incredible. And I don't know why any of the states at this point aren't doing it. Because I don't you're it. right. There's just too much money involved to not like Maryland. What Maryland's got casinos, but yet yeah. you can't gamble on your phone. It's incredible. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I actually talked to the governor uh, a couple months ago, and he said it's it's on the dock. Obviously, he has plenty of other things going on um, with, with with COVID and all that stuff. But it's right at the top of the docket. And he was, I, I believe, he said it, you know hopefully by March it was going to be done, which I think would. Um, open a lot of people's eyes once they get it. You know, it's, it's one of those things also you don't realize until you have it in your hand. You know, like you hear stories about people being able to do this and, and driving places, but to have it in that in that state, like I said, it, I, I hate the term free money, but it's pretty close <laughs> to free money coming in. Absolutely. Which, uh, which do you find the easiest? I mean, easiest is probably a, a horrible uh, word to use when we're talking gambling, but which of the sports do you find um, – the easiest i've got i had heard college basketball mm. i had a buddy tell me because there's always there's always a huge spread on small schools that usually pan out right i'm curious if you have a favorite sport to bet on uh for me it's college football haven't played it um i've i've just had a lengthy um following of it after school i thought that was my quickest way to to move up the ranks at, at espn so i tried to always you know go the college football route um, but it's just, I, it's what I read the most. It's what I watch the most. Um, so I think college football is, is out, is still out there because there's still a lot of unknowns. It is getting harder now with the transfer portal and trying to keep up on rosters and schedules changing college basketball. There's a definite, um, group of folks that you could find out there, um, that are really well invested in their theories, whether it's, Home teams that aren't ranked getting points from ranked teams. Uh, there's, there, you know, road trips. Uh, all that stuff is 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 definitely. There's a pocket of college basketball people out there that have been very successful. So um, I tend to go towards college football. I think without a doubt, NFL is the hardest because it's the most popular and it has the smartest people 
making the lines. I mean, you, you, the saying goes, you see all those big buildings out in Las Vegas. There's a reason, you know, that they, they, they take in that money and they spend it on building those big buildings. So um, NFL is the, is, the, is the toughest. I know it's everybody's favorite also because it's the most watched sport. Um, and now you got fantasy coming into it and, and daily fantasy where you're picking lineups and, and throwing money on those apps. So it, it, the NFL is, is real. Like, I, I, I don't want to say nickel and dime, but like I don't I don't go crazy with NFL just because it's so hard when you come down to it. You know, the majority of the lines are on those prime numbers of three, seven, ten. Um, and it's it's amazing, amazing how, how 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 good those guys are with NFL games to me. Oh yeah, I I, I play in the pick'em league, not uh-huh. for money, but I play in the pick'em league and I be getting crushed. Uh, oh. <laughs> trying to anytime that spread come up and it's like 10 mm-hmm. or something of the so I get crushed. I get yeah. I, I get crushed. Can you explain how like I'm familiar with, with the, the spread, but can mm-hmm. you explain how the money lines work? Because that's I know that's confusing to a lot of people. Okay. Uh yeah. Um, all right. So this week, right? We got the championship weekend and the Chiefs are minus seven points. But if you want to take them and not give any points, you just want to take them to win the game, everything you see with a money line is based off a $100 bet, okay? So you see the Chiefs, uh, no points, straight up, are minus one, are minus 360. So in order to win $100, you have to lay 360. Now, that's pricey, um, and, and there, but there's people out there that do it. Uh, and then you also could do a money line parlay. So if you were going to take, say, the two favorites, the Chiefs and uh, the Rams, the Rams are minus three and a half. So I would guess that's around one eighty-five. And you could parlay to help that um, help your odds, uh, where you might be able to get even money on that. Uh, I, I doubt it. Maybe like minus one twenty there. But it's it's taking the spreads out of it. But you're going to pay a price because the higher the favorite is the bigger the money line is. Um, and, you know, a lot of people now, especially with all these apps starting, are, are giving you, uh, you know, you deposit $100, you get $100 back. So what do you want to do with that $100? You want to shoot it? Because you can't just take it out. You got it. You got to bet it. Got it. Got to bet it. Yeah. There, 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 there's a reason they're giving it to you. It's not free. You can't just, you know, put it in and take it out. Uh, so I know a lot of people have, have, have done the money line parlay thing. Uh, trying to help those odds, knowing you're getting the two favorites and not have to worry about the points. So the money line can get a little, um, a little, a, a little pricey. Uh, but you gotta, you know, if you're if you're confident in what you're doing, like I was looking, I'm, I, I like the Chiefs this week, and I think they can win by more than seven. So now on these apps, I looked. You could take the Chiefs giving nine and a half points at plus one twenty. So if I laid a hundred dollars, I got to win the game by ten points, but I win one twenty. Um, so the, it's the just alternate, a I the have. alternate money lines, right? Yeah. Alternate money lines is what they're called. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's, there's plenty out there. Uh, but just know you're going to have to, you know, put your money up before. And that's the one thing I'll say about it guys with gambling is growing up, you know, there was always a local book where you just ran on credit and you said, you called them up and said, give me a hundred dollars. And if you won, you got your hundred dollars. If you lost, you had to pay your one ten. Um, but now with these apps, you got to put your money up front. So, you know, all the horror stories you hear about older relatives and stuff like from when I was growing up that really got into trouble, it was because they ran on credit. And that's that's obviously a big problem. It always will be with running on credit. But it's also a reason I don't think local books will ever go away 
because people love running on credit. So it's a, it's a, it's a different dynamic, but I think the dynamic of seeing people putting their money in ahead. So when I, I, I put my hundred dollars in, it's gone from my account until that game's over. And if I lose, I'm not getting it back. <laughs> <laughs> there are, I, I had a, uh, I know there are folks out there and it seems almost impossible, but that will do. I, I like to call them like Amazon store owners where they'll, you know, make a $5 wager for, you know, for $11 yep. and do that 10 times a day. I think most people tend to do that. That's a hard way to get by, yes. uh, but it's also, there's the parlays. Uh, it seems like with, uh, with the apps, more people are doing these parlays, but it also gives you an opportunity to nickel and dime your way 20 times through a day. Mm -hmm. Do you know many folks like that? Yeah, I think it's been a big deal. Uh, with the, You mentioned these apps, the bonuses they get, and then they'll put these boosts on them. So like a normal two-to-one parlay, they'll give you four-to-one. But I always try and tell people, parlays are scary, all right? It's hard enough to win one bet, and then when you put two bets involved in one bet, now I got to win two to win my money. So I'm, I, I'm not really a big parlay guy um, if it's a big – college basketball day, something like that. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a couple money line parlays in, in something, you know, to have action on, on multiple games with not having to, to put up as much money to bet. Um, but the parlay way is, is a, yeah, everybody hits one. Um, but you know, you, you hit a, you know, you hit a parlay for a hundred bucks and it costs you 20 bucks. But if you do that five ten times a week, I I don't see how you're going to make money. Um, that, that's a that's a risky way of going about things to me. To me now, you know, I mean, everybody's funds are different, but that seems like a lot of work uh, to try and to try and come up on that plus side time after time. Um, I, I'm I'm sitting here wondering, you know, I, I know like in basketball, football, you have things like home field advantage, obviously injuries and mm -hmm. things of that nature. How do how do betters handicap tennis like oh uh that i think a lot of that is prior head-to-head -head matchups um and a lot of in a lot of deal is, is is surface uh you know like rafael nadal obviously is is the best all-time uh player on clay but his money lines are priced out of out of space uh when it comes to that french open that he's going to play uh, but I, I, I think you look at you look at prior history against the opponent. Um, you could look at how many sets the guy played in his previous match. You know, as a later uh, tournament gets, could fatigue be a problem? Is the guy older, or do you like the younger guy who played, you know, less sets and, and had less time invested on the court? But I think prior history and surface. Uh, there's plenty of numbers out there. It's it's huge globally. I mean, people throw down uh, over in Australia I mean, right now. The Australian Open's going on. And people are, are are throwing cash all over the place, um, and it, it's a it's a different dynamic uh, for sure because that's straight money lines. Now you could bet the over in matches and stuff like that. If you think somebody you know has a chance to win, uh, you'll 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 shade towards more of the the over and the games played. You can bet games played. Um, you can bet you could bet sets, uh, stuff like that. So it's it, it's it's it. There's been plenty of instances too where it's you know, found some crookedness also um, with, with some fixed matches and prior history, but all in all for as popular it is overseas, there's, there's plenty of money wagered on that sport. Let's uh, let's look at the games real quick for this weekend. While mm -hmm. we got you here, it's uh Bengals at chiefs. I'm looking at the line here. Uh, seven and a half mm -hmm. with the chiefs. You said you like the chiefs in this game. 
I do. I do. Uh, I love what the Bengals have brought to the table. Um, I know everybody's talking about how sorry they feel for the Bills, but I just think about how good I feel for the Bengals. Now, like the Bengals have suffered way more than the Bills recently. Um, but I, I look at this. I said it on the show with Scott last night when we gave our picks. I think in order to win this game, and it's the AFC Championship game, to go to the Super Bowl, I think you have to have played in this game prior. I think experience is huge. And we all know the idea. Mahomes, four years started, four AFC Championship games he's played in. I really think they won their Super Bowl last week. I think they got they, they got out of there with a win, uh, knowing how well Buffalo was playing, knowing how Buffalo gave it to them earlier in the year. Um, they're at home. Uh, Cincinnati's on the road for the second straight week here. And Cincinnati beat them a couple weeks ago. And when I go back and watch that tape, there's a couple calls in there, a couple pass interferences that really helped Cincinnati get that drive going late. Um, and I just, you know, people, you know, try and find motivation anywhere and everywhere. I think the Chiefs at home, knowing they lost to this team a couple weeks ago and knowing how good that offense has looked recently since they put McKinnon in the backfield. Um, you know they got Tyreek Hill back going. Kelsey's one of one at the tight end position. Uh, so I, I just – I look at the struggles Cincinnati had at protecting Burrow last week. They were really, really – I don't want to say lucky. They were fortunate to win that game. But that's a credit to them. They stayed at it. Their defense played out of their minds. They got turnovers at huge spots. But I don't think Mahomes is going to make those turnovers uh, that Tannehill made. And, and two of them were tip balls uh, at, at really crucial spots. Tennessee going in um, for a touchdown on one drive. And then, you know, Tennessee trying to get the game-winning field on the uh, – game-winning field goal and the other tipped interception. So – I just like the way the Chiefs have gone, and I love the experience factor, man. I, I don't like the idea that at that Bengals offensive line uh, playing tight end in college and, and going on the road and playing in hostile environments. Playing on the offensive line on the road, it sucks, man. It sucks. The crowd is going crazy. Uh, you know, the quarterback's two guys away. You have no chance of hearing what he's saying, and you're basically going off right. the first move of the guy in front of you. That's a huge disadvantage. Even though I know what I'm doing, that's a huge advantage if I got to block this guy as I'm past set and going backwards and he's coming full speed. So uh, the dynamic of everything that Kansas City has, I, I say give the points this week. And the over-under set at 54-and-a-half feels like a big number. I, I know these teams are big for putting up points, but that number seems to get small once the playoffs get further and further along. You like that 54-and-a-half? I, I would lean under. I would lean under um, as – as good as – I mean, everybody talks about Joe Burrow and, and that Bengals offense. I look at what their defense has done. Their defense has been really good. And when you go even back farther, they they use the draft to get offensive talent. They're, they're really young on offense. But the defense, they've used free agency money. And the Bengals usually don't spend money in free agency. But they did this year. They got a defensive end. They got a nickel corner in Hilton who made a big interception last week. So I think the Bengals' defense can hang around a little bit. The problem is I, I just wonder – about Cincinnati's offense, seeing him get sacked so many times last week, you can't go three and out and give Mahomes the ball. I mean, we saw the guys throw for 144 yards after the two-minute warning last after week. <laughs> you know, like it's just crazy. You can't give that team the ball um, in, 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 in quick amount of time. You, you know, you got to be able to sustain drives and keep your defense off the field. And hopefully, in Cincinnati's case, you know, that you stay on the field and that keeps the crowd a little bit quieter. Um, but yeah, that that's a lot of points. And like I said, in a rematch too, these teams just played. Uh, I believe it was 35-31. Um, you know, high scoring game. 
the, the issue you have with the under in this game is obviously the big play capability of both teams, and they have it. Uh, the, the Cincinnati receivers are incredible. We know all the toys that Mahomes has to play with on the Chiefs offense. I did see a stat that, that was pretty eye-opening, though. In the last four championship games, the last two years, uh, the NFC and AFC, the overs 4-0. So maybe that trend comes back to the under, but I would lean – uh, towards the under, I don't love it. Like I said, because you have you're just you're just sitting there holding your butt, watching watching these two offenses every time they have the ball. And the under's not a not a fun bet to have in a game like this with so much offensive capability. Uh, and Pooh, you got the Chiefs in that game, right? I do have the Chiefs, and and I'm I'm leaning towards the over. Um, okay, I think I think they're gonna. I don't think the Bengals are gonna have. I don't think they're going to have the same problem as last week. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to win, but they're not mm-hmm. going to have the same problem as last week with the offensive line getting getting thrashed out there. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards the over. Mm-hmm. Hard to ever bet against Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, in the other game, it uh, let's see, the Rams are given three and a half mm-hmm. uh, in Los Angeles. And, and this is an interesting one, right, because the 49ers have swept this series. Yeah. They, won, the six, they won six in a row. Uh, when you go back the last couple of years, and that's a division opponent. So that's two times for the last three years, the Niners have given it to the Rams, uh, whether it's in Los Angeles or in San Francisco. And obviously this one's in Los Angeles, been plenty made about uh, the tickets and how the 49er fans are trying to buy the tickets up just like they did in week 18 uh, when they won. I mean, you go back and watch that game. The Rams are up 17, nothing and rolling. Uh, McVay's down in the end zone, you know, chest bumping Higby <laughs> after a touchdown, and that place is rocking and rolling. And the Niners come back and get a huge drive. If they don't get that drive to win that game and send it to overtime where they ended up winning, they're not even in the playoffs. So it is a it, it's a crazy dynamic of how a division opponent could have your number this much. Um, so it's 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 I, I I don't really want anything to do with it because. I just – they're so familiar with each other. And when you go back and you look at how do you get prepared, like you just played three weeks ago um, and you played earlier this year, you, you you see these guys play your div- other division opponents a ton when you're watching those teams. So it, it's kind of like a – it's a weird deal where you don't want to overthink things too much because you are that familiar, you know, with the team. You've seen their blocking schemes. Uh, you've seen your coverages, you know, whether you're a quarterback or whatever. So – I I, tor- I sort of lean to the to the defenses. If anything, I would probably take the under in this game. Forty five and a half for the yeah. over under on the under. Yeah, I, I think I think twenty four. <laughs> I think twenty four points wins this game. I, I I do. Yeah, this 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 game scares me. Uh, <laughs> it, it scares it scares me mightily. I, I I have the Rams at three and a half, but it it I'm not confident in that pick. Um, okay. This is one of those Ram teams. My brother said when Georgia was playing the national championship, he said, if not this year, then when? Because they're just so set up for it. And to me, with Stafford, if he plays well, if not now, when for the Rams? Yeah. So, I mean, it feels like they've got – they need it now. And they they have come out like a bunch of gangbusters, man. I mean, you go back to the beginning of that Cardinals game, they came out and put a whooping on them. And then, I mean, that 27-3 last week and – it's crazy because when you watch it, and I, I like Stafford. I've had a chance to hang out with him. He's a great dude. Uh, I love the opportunity that he's gotten here. And I'm watching that fourth quarter. I'm like, he didn't like it Cooper Cup fumbles. Um, uh, uh, Cam Akers, Akers fumbles. And Cam Akers like, and you're looking at it, they're like, oh, Matt Stafford's gonna lose the game. I'm like, he didn't do anything to lose this game, man. 
you know, and then he makes the play, you know, the two throws at the end to get that win. So I was really, really happy for him because you, you know how it goes in this sport. The quarterback gets wins and losses, which I don't believe in. It's a team sport. Um, but on the other side, man, San Francisco's got some dogs, man. They are not afraid of anything. Um, you know, you talk – I thought they just did a great job of not letting the weather in Green Bay bother them. They, they talked about loving the opportunity they had last week. And like I said, I mean, that, that, that's a – that's a fun dynamic to have when you're considered the underdog, knowing that you've given it to this team. Um, and, and where, and you where can, are you at on Garoppolo? Uh, I mean, the guy's quarterbacked in a Super Bowl. Okay, um, you can't take that away from him. And I just love the idea of him on this team, guys, because watch them play, and it's. It's, it's like they don't have a problem admitting, hey, your quarterback is better than ours, but we're going to come and beat your ass up front. Right. You know, like it, it's just and, – and they've, 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 they have an identity. They're going to want to kick your ass up front on the defensive line, and they're going to want to maul you in the run game, and and, and they do it. They, the run game is so creative. Uh, Kittle is so good uh, with the balance he gives you as a receiving threat and as a blocking threat. Eliza Mitchell has been phenomenal. Uh, stepping in running back, and then D. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You ain't mentioned the X factor with Debo, man. Like, who wants to tackle that man? Uh, so it's 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 just a great setup, I think, for him. And I think you know they looked at an opportunity down the road, knowing what Garoppolo's contract status was, and taking Trey Lance, and knowing they had time to work with him. So I I, I I'm a believer in Garoppolo. Now, is he going to be the quarterback of the Niners next year? I don't know. Um, the way the way the funds look out and and the way you look at teams that have – when you look at these teams that have made the runs, throw the Patriots and Brady out, but, like, look at what the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson. That, that was when they had all their max paid guys on the defensive side and they had rook, Russell Wilson on the rookie contract, right? Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs did it when he was on his rookie contract. Uh, and Garoppolo, they got him at his set price. So, to me, that's the way the scene the league is going, knowing how much you have to pay these quarterbacks – uh, so I, I just look at the dynamic that the, the Niners had there where they said, hey, this is a chance to build for the future, keeping our all our assets on the side outside the quarterback position in place. And let's take the young quarterback, knowing we have somebody capable, uh, you know, taking the snaps now. And, you, I mean, you've seen him get better. Um, I mean, that's a pretty tough spot to go in and play quarterback last week, uh, knowing you got a busted up thumb, playing in cold weather, not being able to grip the ball and – I mean, you just saw it. They went in and we're going to get the win at, at all costs, and it comes down to a blocked punt. Uh, so it's it's a it's a, it's a real cool um, sight of, of just the Niners and how they go about things, knowing uh, and how comfortable they are with what Garoppolo brings to the table at the quarterback position. Chiefs likely a three- or four-point favorite no matter who wins the NFC championship game? Yeah, I think I've seen uh, two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half. Uh, depending on who wins the NFC game, but yeah, they'll 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 be more than a field goal favorite, I believe. Chiefs back to the Super Bowl. It's gonna be an exciting. I don't think this weekend is gonna top last weekend's excitement, <laughs> where each game got better as yeah. the weekend went along. But I'm definitely looking forward to the Bengals and and uh, the Bengals and Chiefs game. I, I think that has the potential to be explosive. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, storylines, you got the ultimate favorite against the ultimate underdog. Um, and that underdog's got a chip on his shoulder, which is which is just great to see. And 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 what Burrow brings to the table. And you've seen that team, um, you know, respond to him and, and his cockiness, which is which is just awesome to see. 
uh, and something you need. Uh, you know, you, you see how teams gravitate to the quarterback position, and they're a perfect example of that. Steve, thanks so much for your time today, man. We had a blast doing this. Uh, appreciate you. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate you uh, you guys doing what you're doing. And next time you're up this way, definitely hit me up. We'll grab a drink or something. Yes, indeed. Sounds great. All right, All right have fellas, a good one. Thanks. All right. All right.